I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Welcome back to another episode of the Dirt on Flowers. Um, Hi, Lindsay. Hey, Shan. (laughs) Um, We were just talking before this, and Lindsay actually has a super fun Thing that came from one of the listeners to the podcast. So you have to share, Linz. Okay. So we always, before we start an episode, we're like, how do we start it again? Um, so this was, I said, I actually have two updates. One is that um, in our direct seating episode, I talked about how I am going to start trialing kind of some more stuff. And so three things that I trialed this year that were a success is Gumfrina, direct seated, Azuratum, and Nicotiana, and which is flowering tobacco. So I'm thrilled about that. The Gomfrina came up as beautiful. Um, so I was kind of unsure how that was going to work out. So those are three that I can kind of add to my list for next year. Um, did it with the UPIC. Yeah, I was really happy about that. And then the more exciting thing is that I actually had a Dirt on Flowers listener reach out to me, and I have a demolition derby car now in my, well, not in my possession, but they said, Hey, we have a car for you. So I feel like I have to do it now. It's amazing. (laughs) You do. I I know. Here I come come bucket list. I'm going to check this out. I, I will show up. (laughs) What do people cheer you on? Yes. Yes. I've never seen. Oh, I feel like you need to come down. Um, I was already planning like What is my helmet going to look like? What is the car going to look like? Yes. You know, I, I, I have all of these people. Now I have, I, that she also reached out and said that she would be a sponsor. What? So I, yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to happen. I feel like I need to nail down the health insurance piece though, before I take this adventure on. Yeah. I do have some sort of coverage, which we are planning on talking about at some point on this, but yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my update. Exciting. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Okay. If, when you do it, because you are going to do it, I will be there. And I get so. What do you decorate your helmet? Yeah, you know, you decorate <laughs> you your whole you car. I, I listen. I decorate your car, and then I think when mm. I win, we're just gonna throw seeds out. Like I, that's gonna be instead of confetti, oh. I'm just gonna throw like <laughs> seeds. so good. No, oh, it's goodness. yeah. People cheer because you know they've got all these. Yeah. you know their buddies are there, and yes. I don't know. Do you win? Like, is yeah, there a you winner? can win. Yeah, I win. Um, yeah, so it's the okay. last car running. <laughs> so basically, it's if you don't know what this is, if you don't live in Appalachia, let me explain. So you <laughs> you have a car and you just, you basically, you have them like the glasses taken out. So there's, you can't like break glass. So you just ram into each other. And the last car <laughs> that's still running is the winner. <laughs> and sometimes their cars catch on fire. Oh. I'm telling you, this, I was meant to do this. This has been something for what? like, I know, I, it's <laughs> been like a 25 plus year dream to do this. I know. Oh my goodness. It's going to happen. 
It is gonna happen. <laughs> I'm yeah. having honestly between the this derby story and when you logged in into our recording, you put your name as Big Mama. <laughs> just <laughs> I cannot get over the Big Mama. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness yeah well it gave much. me the option to put my name in and i was like i wonder if she'll read this just mm-hmm. <laughs> never a dull moment i love it yeah oh maybe goodness. i'll get you to do yes. a, a reel <laughs> i know i have a very long list of reels from that Lindsay sends me i just i always just look like such a dirt ball <laughs> in my everyday life i'm just Full of dirt. <laughs> okay. So I promise I will. We're upping our reels game. There's a question mark when I say that, like reels game. I guess I'm part of it. So I know today we're talking about something, yeah. you know, pretty cool, super important. I think in the flower farming business and our businesses, both of ours, and um, it's what our favorite greenery is. So I know that we're always looking for what is the next best greenery what I mean what Lindsay what would you say is like what are the characteristics of like the perfect greenery that you're always looking for oh I would say that wilting is the biggest thing I agree you know something that really kind of holds up in the bouquet and doesn't wilt and you know I feel like when I first started growing I really didn't give much thought to greenery too so it's been sort of this like evolution but I would say not Mm -hmm. wilting is my top yes. requirement. There's, I mean, I think there's nothing worse than being at a market and like you can see some of your bouquets or like the greens in them are like starting to wilt and then you're pulling those bouquets and there's nothing that, that drives me crazier than that. So I do, I think, and I think a lot of these, like, so we're going to talk about a lot of really great varieties and mm-hmm. I really do believe that a lot of these kind of fit that bill. And I think hardiness, easy to grow, perennial type greens, you know, we're going to talk about all different kinds, annuals, perennials, woody cut shrubs. Um, they're all yeah. important and they all come at different times in our season, which makes them amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that greenery is just that like missing puzzle piece with a bouquet. And I think too, it's really what makes it stand out from mm-hmm. a grocery bouquet that's been imported, you know, like an imported where you call even with a florist that gives it yes. that very like waxy look is ours just look very Mm -hmm. fresh you know it just gives it a really finished look I think they're kind of a workhorse of the of the bouquet so yeah so I thought it's it's something we're kind of always on the hunt for so I thought it'd be a great you know episode to just dedicate fully to greenery so how many times have you caught yourself zooming in on a photo on Instagram just trying to like ID the greenery in the bouquet (laughs) um all the time I mean I'm always looking for that like special sparkle I mean I like we saw a lot of like especially in the summer, like sunflowers, celosia, like all of the usual like hot summer favorites. But it's when I switch up the greenery that people think, wow, that looks like new and different. So I think it really is a differentiator in what we do. And I know you said before, Linz, and I will just like reiterate that if you're trying to separate yourself from a traditional florist, there's no better way. So um, greenery can give that little extra Mm -hmm. something, something. Yeah, I agree. So if we're talking about spring greenery, um, I know spring is so hard. I mean, I'm always trying to like figure out how to like beef up my bouquets. And I think that's where like perennial type greens come in. Um, I, Lindsay, this, the ladies mantle. Um, I know you grew that this, this yeah. year. How, what's that like? Yeah. So it's, um, 
Alchemilla mollus is the botanical name on it. And I use the variety Thriller. <laughs> did, you, did you hand me that one to, to pronounce, did you? I um, did. I did. We, yeah. <laughs> So it's, um, it's a shade loving. So I think some of these, you know, mm. some of these perennials, it, it does a lot better in part sun, um, but it blooms during peony season. So oh, it perfect. really what you're harvesting off of that. And it's not what I would call like a true greenery where it's like the leaf that you're harvesting. You're actually harvesting the true or the um, like the chartreuse flower that's on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thriller variety gets long, tall enough that you can use it mixed in with a bouquet and it's beautiful. Um, so the, the thing that I love so much about perennials is that they're just so, well, one, you're not replanting them all the time, but they're so consistent. You know, you kind of know within that, like, you know, whether it hits on like week, you know, 16 or week 17, yes. you're going to get it within that, um, you know, that range. So it's really this kind of nice about the the perennials, but yeah, I, it's definitely one that I love to add. So for one, one plant, like once it gets established, it's definitely one you could seed. Um, okay. it blooms in the spring and then, um, you can seed start it, but it needs to be a transplant. And, uh, like I said, does appreciate the shade a little bit. And, um, you probably get around 10 stems or so off of each plant and max size, like at its three year mark is probably like, I don't know, 18 inches wide, something like that. Yeah. And I planted that this year. So I'm excited to see it next year. So I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. Okay. Um, Volplurum, which is a subject, I mean, it's so beautiful. I, I love Volplurum in my bouquets. It mm-hmm. makes it sparkle. I know it's obviously a direct seeding champion, so it loves mm-hmm. um, being direct seeded. And I honestly feel like, again, it's not like a greenery like where it beefs up your bouquets, but it's just like a little sparkle effect that I think is so beautiful um, up against a lot of like the ranunculus and spring flowers, peonies and all that goodness. Mm-hmm. Do you direct, you direct seed that one as well, but you succession plant it too? Yes. Yeah. So I think this year we did two successions. Um, I have, I've done it both ways. I've direct seeded and I've started it in transplant form. And I think either, either way works. I've, I've had success both ways. So if you're looking for like the profitability of direct seeding, I think that would be the way to go. Um, I guess I just always wanted to make sure I was going to have it. So what I, my ideal scenario is that I would kind of get a patch going that was constantly reseeding itself and coming back. So I didn't have to seed it every year. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we do uh, three successions and the last one is always super short, but yeah. I use it for jars because oh, yeah. I just love how it kind of fills out. Um, so we always push it a little bit. Um, the same with um, bachelor's buttons, which is not a greenery, but we kind of push that one too. Cause we, it tends to like, you just don't have that true blue color. Very yeah. Often. It's so cute though. I mean, when it's blooming, there's nothing like it. So that's why it's so important to have those like yeah. cool, like little things, you know, in your bouquets. Yeah. So Ellie Agnes is one, which is autumn olive, which is something that we forage. So we don't grow it, but I guarantee. So I know in Ohio, you probably have it. I'm not sure. Probably like East coast, like Pennsylvania area. Um, I'm not sure about out West in those zones, but the, it's really, what I love about it is that I don't necessarily love it for market bouquets always, but for wedding work, uh, because it holds up out of water. Fantastic. And is great in installations. It's free and it's <laughs> farmers just want it out of their fields. It takes over. Yeah. Um, 
I've threatened my dad to tell him I was going to plant it on the hill, but I <laughs> figure he'd evict me if I did that. So that, I just forage it now. I've got my spots. I love that. I'm not, I have never used that ever. So I don't know if we don't have no. it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I've never used it. So I'm going to put that one on Once you see it. Yeah. I'll be able yeah, to Yeah, you should. It. Once you see it, you'll start to see it everywhere. Yeah. By the, like, so early, I think early in the season, it's best because it gets a little buggy. Mm-hmm. Like this time of year, it's starting yeah. to get kind of chewed on, but you can still use it for like a backdrop, like with in an Arbor piece or something like that. It really, it has a nice silver underside and it, like the advantage oh, for nice. me with it is just that like, it just holds up so well, so well out of water. Yeah. Um, so I put it on the spring list because yeah. it's really Op, you know, to optimal use to use it in the spring. And then the, do you grow Solomon seal? No, that's another one. I do not grow that. Do I need to? Oh, that's another shade loving. This is, yes, you okay, need to. Yeah. This is my perennial, okay. my perennial background sneaking in. But so it's, it is a spreading. So it's like a rhizome spreading. So imagine like a, an iris you know how they kind mm-hmm. of grow by rhizome with that. They spread out same way. So this is not clump forming. So it does appreciate some shade. So this could be beautiful with like, um, you know, some ladies mantle, some hellebore, things like that, that really do like that little break from the sun is a good one. But it gets uh, kind of a bell shaped flower that hangs down from it. It's not really for the flower. It's mostly for the foliage, but it's green and white. And it takes a little bit for it to get started, but it's a really nice stem. It's beautiful in bridal bouquets, but I also love it in spring market bouquets. It's just so different. People don't even know what it is. Kind of reminds you of a smaller, it's like a smaller hosta leaf. Okay. You know, so it's just got a really bold striking color, but it's a really nice one to add in. Okay. I'm going to see, I'm a little bit behind. I'm like learning right along with everyone else because I know like Lindsay, you grow a lot more like perennial type foliages than I do. So. I'm here for it. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. next one, ferns. I have never used ferns. Mm. So. Yeah. So again, another shade one. Yeah. There's like, you know, any of the ferns are really great. So like wood fern, it just depends on the size, like Japanese painted fern, but a lot of that stuff can be on the shorter side. So lady in red is a nice, I would say it's a delicate fern. So is ostrich, okay. but they're really tall is what makes them nice. Um, you know, to, to be able to use in a bouquet that kind of gives it this like really, I mostly just use it in spring and then yeah. occasionally in wedding work. Yeah. Pretty. And then one, okay. So I know, you know, we've been talking about apple mint and I have never grown it, but this year is my first year that I planted it. So I'm lo- really looking forward to having that spring one too. Did you, did you direct seed that Lindsay or did you start with a plug? I started with apple mint actually came from a friend's farm. Okay. I started with a plug on that one. Oh yeah. Um, I grow, I have apple mint and then mountain mint, but I have it down as a summer one for mountain mint because it's just blooming now, which is like mid end of July for us here. But the apple mint, I like it, but it is prone to wilt. So like you got to harvest it really early. That's kind of the trick with it, but it is, it's amazing in those bouquets in the spring. It's just that it kind of gives that like real rich green color, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of pop against those bright spring flowers, but it is one, if you're going to sit out at a farmer's market, I'm always kind of keeping my eye on it to see if it's going to wilt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Spirea, which is, we, we grow, I think bridal, is it bridal veil? Mm-hmm. Spirea. I think that that is like our main variety. It's a spring guy and it's beautiful. I mean, oh my gosh. In wedding work, 
I have never used it in bouquets. I traditionally will use it and pull it for wedding work. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. We have it in our landscape too. So, I mean, it, it's just a good one to cut off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one called gold flame that is, um, so it mm-hmm. comes up this like chartreuse yellow with this red tip. And so, Ooh. yeah, so it actually just pops. I posted a, um, picture. Actually, we could, we could use this photo. Do you can see it in our, mm-hmm. in our episode notes or whatever. So, or on the Instagram page, I should say, but we posted it for our spring subscriptions this year and it was, it just looked electric. And we got so many questions like, what is that? What is that greenery? Um, because it was just very different. So the oh, new growth fine. comes out a little like orangey red on it, which sounds like you wouldn't want it for the spring, but it just complemented everything really well. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. I'm, I'm adding that one. I love spirea. It's, it's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Cress. So at least on our farm, we typically grow the penny. We grow penny and Persian. I think we've more moved towards penny cress. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do that every, we direct seed that every two, maybe two to three weeks, definitely in the spring. Um, And then we maybe get like, we try to get three or four successions out of it. It's a great one that we can dry too. So and it's really fun and beautiful in bouquets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We've we've done mostly the the penny crest just has like a beefier kind of look to the. I guess I don't know if you call it pod, yes, or whatever. I don't know what you call that. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of it does have a pod. Yeah, a little yeah, like right. I don't know. You just want to pick it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, on ours, it, we usually get this like little white like flower on it. And we'll wait to harvest it after that flower kind of falls off. And it's a little not as like not wilty. I mean, I'm trying to, it, the, the tips are for us, we've had a hard time, like the tips will get kind of like wilty. So we have to wait until that initial like white flower mm-hmm. comes off of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. And then we do Sorenth. I direct seed honeywort. Do you grow that? Yeah. We did a couple years ago and I think maybe I just struggled with it because it was like a little on the short side, but. Yeah. So I think for us, it's gorgeous. I think it, you have to accept with that, that it has a little droopy habit. You know, it kind of already droops in nature. So you, every time I see it, I'm like, is that drooping? And sometimes it is. It's one that you've got to harvest early. Um, But we direct seed it. And I think that's the trick to the stem length. So we seeded it. Okay. It was um, like three and a half, four feet almost in our U-pick. Oh, so wow. huge. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So one that you want to do early, you know, that's sort of your like March, mm-hmm. you know, in our zone anyway, kind of that uh, yeah. March, mid-March time zone or time zone. My gosh, mid March time frame, um, and then uh, it gets nice and tall for us. And then we just we pull it. We don't try to do it after that because, like you said, it does get pretty short. And this is in the yeah. field. We don't do it in the tunnel either. It's all field grown. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna add that because it does have like the most beautiful, unique, like green, and then like purple with like a purple undertone. Is that the best way to explain mm-hmm. it? It has like that purple like cast to it on the bottom. Yeah. It's so pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty. That's great. Another workhorse, we have this on, on, on our farm, which is Baptisia. So um, we actually cut like the 
the flowers from the Baptisia in the spring and put those in spring bouquets. And then the foliage, we cut it for a foliage then all, all year. And it has these like kind of cool pods that like develop they're kind of like a little bit darker in color um they're really cool that that thing's like it's like a triple threat it's got the flower the foliage a pod Mm -hmm. it's a it's a perennial shrub it just gets bigger every year yeah it's just it's just awesome we love ours yeah it's great it's um it's definitely one that if you if you're looking for a perennial that you don't want to like that gives you the look and feel of eucalyptus without the like you know, yes. needing to have a high tunnel with it. That's a really nice substitute because it has a little bit lighter in color, not as much blue, but it still gives you that same look and it holds up really yes. well. And it, same for us. We use it the exact same way you do as well, but it does, it will give you this beautiful, like three and a half foot tall, three and a half foot wide after like three years. So the first two years, you're going to be like, what is this thing? You know, it's like spindly and small. You just get a few stems off of it. And then year three, it just like explodes. So give it some room to grow. It's definitely one that's, um, you know, has a lot of value to kind of add into your perennial patch. And because it gets so big and bushy and most of the greenery is up on top, you can underplant that with something like Alcamilla, like the ladies mantle we were talking about, you know, or some, so it's really nice. It kind of creates its own shade underneath. So you can kind of Mm -hmm. layer those to kind of maximize your spacing. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. Baptisia. I would say that I'm going to put that on one of my favorites Mm -hmm. list for sure. Um, Another one that we have a lot that we do a lot of in our woody field is nine bark, which is, I mean, I think we do, what is the name? Diablo. I think that's the only one that we grow right now. We might have another one that's more, that has like a more purple tint, which I can't think of the name. Um, But um, Diablo is a very beautiful nine bark. It has like that, like fiery, like red burgundy color. And we honestly, it it starts getting leafing out in the spring and we cut off of it all, all summer when I do need that, that color palette. So we use it a lot for weddings. Sometimes we'll use it in mixed bouquets, depending if it kind of fits the vibe. Um, but it's another great one. Yeah, I agree. I think though I have summer wine, any of the nine barks that you can get are just, they're great. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they kind of have, they can get really big and like out of control. So just watch the size on some of them, you know, just give them, I guess, if you've got the space to plant them, but yeah, they give that like kind of that same, just that like mahogany, kind of like that hibiscus foliage yes. that we talk about, you know, we'll yes. talk about here in a little bit, but it's that same thing, but it's got to like sturdier stem. I kind of, and it doesn't wilt really. I don't have any issues with I it. Mean, super hardy. It comes back every year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it beats the heck out of like something like basil, which is, like, oh, <laughs> which we'll talk about that. Yeah. Later, you know? <laughs> but it's, hard. it's so hard. I mean, it's just, there's so many good ones on this list that we're talking about. I just feel like nine bark is an added favorite that we cut a lot off of. Mm-hmm. How about what do you think of bells of Ireland? I don't know. I love them. I, I, jury's still out. Oh, I, mean. I love them. Now the girls on, I, this is one that I think the girls try to sabotage. I know they're going to listen to this episode <laughs> and we can talk about it at a staff meeting, but I think they try to kill it. It's, <laughs> I love bells because they are, they are just unique. People don't really know you know, if, if you can get them going from direct seeding or if it's something, so we will occasionally, we'll buy plugs for it so that I know I'm going to get yeah. it because it's just this really, it's just unique. And I think it, uh, we can cut yeah. a lot on it 
And, you know, I don't know if it's called considered true greenery or not, but I love using it as a base and a bridal bouquet. So you kind of like okay. set that, you know, you cut yeah. it where it kind of branches out and then I kind of build my structure around that too. But yeah, I really like it. What do you, what makes you kind of on the fence about it? I don't know. I think it's the smell. Oh, I love the smell. Mixed with, oh, I hate the smell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's the smell mixed with like the thorns on the underside of it when you harvest it. <laughs> like, what? And, and I feel like it's shoddy. Like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then I'm just like irritated by it by the time I have to go harvest it and it pricks me. So I don't know. Yeah. I just, there's definitely some, there's like some irritation points with it. I could, I could see that. Sure. Right. Like, yeah. but I think buying the plugs uh, for us has been like the, because for sure with the direct seeding, like, I think I, I mentioned this in the direct seeding episode, but I, I, my first year I like planted them in July and people were messaging me like, how did you get bells? I'm like, I have, I just put the seeds in the ground. Um, (laughs) so I don't do the whole fuss when I direct seed it. I do freeze the seed, but I don't like pre-soak. I don't score it. I just throw them in the ground. We always get in the ones that we direct seed to me, I intentionally plan those as sort of like extra. So it's just a bonus. So the ones that we're using, for like okay. with the plugs we're kind of counting on but yeah, yeah I'm team bells yeah I'm team no bells <laughs> <laughs> no I'll I'll try and give it a go you know what what I when I need it is in my high tunnel when I need to like beef up like my ranunculus stuff so I think it's be- it is pretty I mean I'm not saying it's not pretty I um I- I'll give it another go you cannot like it okay this <laughs> I, okay, I don't like it. <laughs> okay, this last one, I don't even know what this is. Nandina. It's a shrub. Nandina? Yeah, it's a shrub. So okay. it's it's another one. I forget. I think it's like false bamboo or something. I don't I think that might be what it's called. So it's got this um branching habit to it. It's a very nice one for early spring to kind of add in. And it has that, like I was talking about with Spirea, it has this like multicolor where the new growth mm-hmm. comes out on it. It's got this like red tint to it. And it just, it just is very nice to yeah. use in a bouquet. It's also beautiful for wedding work. Um, yeah. Nandina. Okay. I love it. It's a good one. Okay. Uh-huh. Doing it. Yeah. What do you know what variety you grow or is there like certain colors mm, that you like? Or I don't know. Nandina. That's all I know. I don't know that. I don't know that there's a cold the Nandina. The, the Nandina. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't know. I know it's like one that's hardy here. And so I'm sure it's hardy okay. we're, where you are too, Shan. But Okay. So now that we've wrapped up spring, Lindsay, drum roll, please. What would be your favorite spring foliage? Oh, um, if I had to pick like one out of that list that like if I had mm-hmm. to grow only one, it yes. would be Baptisia, I think. Yeah. yeah. You? I think mine's the same. Yeah. Yes, mine is the same. If if that is not a hint to go buy yourself some Baptisia, mm-hmm. I don't know what is. It's so great. It's the triple threat, flowers, seed pod, foliage. It's amazing. And it just gets better with time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So 
Okay. So we've talked about the, our spring. So summer, and I feel like summer is one that for me has been the, was sort of the trickiest before I like eucalyptus has kind of been my like go-to now that I've got it established if I'm yeah. being honest with it. But like the summer you get the heat and then you're sitting at the market and stuff starts to wilt. So I, I become a little more ruthless during the summer months with like what I yeah. will use in my bouquet. So, and I think looking at this, like looking at our list, you know, and we're going to have our, um, we're going to send this out to our email subscribers, but we're also going to have it a link on our website to get this full list. Cause we're flying through this. Cause I'm no, you're probably like doing dishes mm-hmm. or driving in the car and you're trying to remember all of these. Um, so we have the list that you'll be able to download with this, with our favorites on here, but the first would be like an herbs category. And so yeah. that would include things like asparagus, fern, uh, rosemary, basil, which we'll talk about basil here in a little bit. Um, dill, yeah. shiso, artemisia, which is mm-hmm. sweet annie. And let's see what else we've got. Is that kind of it? I think maybe for the, yeah, yeah so, I think for herbs. Yeah. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. So do you use, I know you and I both use shiso and, um, yes, I love shiso and you're still team basil. I don't know. I mean, Last year, I just wanted to burn it all to the ground. And then this year, it's so beautiful. I don't know. I can't, I really, I, I have a love-hate. I mean, I love it. My customers love it. When I can get it to work, my customers love it. And really, I think the only way I've ever even been able to get it to work is if by some chance the Japanese beetles don't eat it alive. So if it makes it past round one, which is Japanese beetles, and then I actually cut it at the proper time, which is <laughs> the round two fight, which is cutting it at the right time in the morning when it's nice and cool. Generally, at this point, I'm cutting it for like buckets and that kind of stuff, not for mixed bouquets, especially not to sit out in, you know, in the hot weather. So I generally, we just kind of cut the main stem too. So we don't cut any of the offshoots because I think that is kind of what gets wilty. And then we, we don't put it in the cooler either. So mm-hmm. it's high maintenance. It's a high maintenance. I don't grow. I don't grow it anymore for those reasons, because you've got, like you're saying, Japanese beetle. Now our friend Tara grows African blue basil and swears by it. She cuts on it all the time. She says it doesn't wilt. I, I just, I tried it and it just, it just it has been a constant. I fought it for four years. I bought plugs and then yeah. I killed the plugs and I was like, that is a sign from above that I am not to try this again because I'm going to be so irritated. So I just have found that like, I think some people can get it to work. I mean, I've literally, yeah, you can't put it in the cooler. It Then I had this like two years in a row that I would cut it and then it would get spots. So I tried the lemon. Yeah. It was massive. You know what? There are so many other options that I could use for the bouquet because people do love it. So I've just kind of switched with, you know, I just dropped it off my list. Um, It is beautiful. Some people can get to work. I am not one of those people. So. Yeah. Me either. Mm -hmm. I'm done. (laughs) Checking it off. Check it off the list. I just now decided that I'm no longer doing it. That's good. There we go. Crossed it off. Yeah. Rosemary is another one we have in the high tunnel and I grow barbecue, I think is the one I grow. We've overwintered it successfully. This is our third, third year for it. And it's, it's nice. I, I use it some for wedding work too, but it's just a nice add in Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, Oh, we have rosemary. It's like greened up. Now I do like it. It's pretty, pretty consistent. 
um, greenery for us. Yeah. And what about dill? Yes. I love dill. I can't grow enough of it. I think it's so fun. I mean, we did kind of like a later succession. So we definitely do multiple successions in the spring and we, we just start ours in flats. I know that is like a super easy direct seeder for whatever reason. I don't know. I've just always started it in flats. So it, it gets a little shorter if it gets hotter, like in the summer. So like I have some blooming right now and it's just so beautiful and people love it. Just, it like has this like fireworks look to it. It gets crazy tall. It smells good. holds up. It's perfect. So mm-hmm. we grow a lot of the variety called bouquet. Yeah. Every time I think of dill, I had a girl, Randy, who worked for me for several years and she moved actually up near you, Shan. So yeah, she moved. And every time I think of dill, I think of her because she said, who would want their bouquet to smell like a hamburger? (laughs) So so now I smell dill and I think of a hamburger because of Randy, but it is beautiful. It's, it does have like a unique look to it, um, which is cool. But yeah, so we, we direct seed that one. Um, but again, that's a really, it's great. It's kind of like flower slash greenery. Yeah. Oh yeah. So pretty. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, oh, did we talk about shiso? Let's, you have to, I love shiso so much. It's, what, do you grow that still? I do. You said you do, yep. right? I grow the uh, purple, is it purple ruffles? And then what's the, oh, okay. what's the red and green one? Yeah. Britain. Yes. Or Brit- right? Yes. Yeah, Britain. That's it. B-R- yeah. B-R-I-T-T-O-N. <laughs> yes. Um, it's so pretty. I mean, holy cow. Beautiful. And I think it really just elevates everything. It's people love it. It has like like a sweet, it smells like licorice, but it's like kind of like a sweet, it's not overpowering, mm-hmm. but it's just beautiful. And it, to me, it's like an easy grower for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We direct seed that one too. The, um, and it comes back. Okay. Um, it's one too. If you let it go to seed, you'll kind of have it sprinkled everywhere. So it's a, it's a nice one, oh. but um, I do harvest that one early. And I like it because the the purple, I yeah. think it's purple ruffles. This is what's coming up for me, but it's the really dark. I think it looks like basil and it doesn't really, now it will wilt. Yeah. It will, you got to get it early, but I still feel like we still use it in our market bouquets and it holds up. So, you know, as long as it's not going to be like out okay. in the blasting heat for a long time, I think it still works. And it's got this yeah. really, it's, it is a very true purple color to it, which is unique. Yes. So beautiful. Okay. I turned you to the other side and now I got you planting raspberry yes. foliage and it has, has yours, has yours gotten bigger? Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's, we actually okay, have good. got a few raspberries on. I'm kind of letting it, we weeded it out this week and I think we're going to be able to cut on it probably, I would say, I would think we'd be able to cut on it this year, but we're going to give it a little bit more time so it gets a little bit taller. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm excited yeah. about that one. Yes. We grow thornless blackberry and thornless raspberry for our bouquets. And last year we planted it and we were able to cut off of it probably, probably like late summer. And it's, it is so beautiful. So the main raspberry that we grow and we just got bare root. It was Joan Jay. Yeah. Joan Jay raspberry. And then we grow a thornless blackberry, blackberry variety, which has like those, and I've been using it lately, just having sprigs of green for bouquets and mason jars that have like those kind of like underripe blackberries mm-hmm. on it. It's so cute. I, I love it so much. And it's just so beautiful. Comes back every year, bigger and better. Plus, I mean, our employees, our kids, we just like eat the raspberries off of it. Yeah. When you were talking to me about it, I think I asked you like six times, 
does it wilt? It doesn't wilt. Like I think I asked you in all these different ways. <laughs> so you can put it out in the farm yeah. stand and it, it doesn't wilt. wilt. <laughs> it's like, that's what I think. So yeah, yeah, it's been, that's a night. It's, I'm excited to use it and get it incorporated in. So yes. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a good one. Okay. Which one next, Lindsay? What's your next fave? Mountain mint. Oh, I yeah. got you on mountain mint. So we'll, we'll try to that. Yes. So there's several different types of mountain mint and we will, we'll put it out there. We'll show you the one that I have. There's no wrong variety, right? Somebody will say, oh, that's the wrong one. The one that I plant is, yeah. uh, it just has like a, a larger flower on it. So it's, it's heavier, more robust, very light okay. silver, but it, it spreads, it can be invasive. So, you know, wherever you plant it, you want, it's definitely going to be kind of a permanent, um, permanent place, but it's one that's beautiful. Our florists absolutely love it. And it, because it's so prolific, I feel like we're able to kind of give extra of it and it kind of adds value for them, you know, yeah. and it's, it's one that kind of where it branches off, you can pull different pieces of it off and use it in smaller arrangements. Um, but it mm-hmm. gives that, uh, like kind of an alternative to that silvery blue eucalyptus look. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. Of course, eucalyptus is one that I love. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a staple. Um, yeah. I feel like everybody kind of knows about it, but it's, um, it can be wilty too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to really cut mine more later in the season. You know, I obviously push it and cut some early, but I feel like the later, like the more mature that new growth mm-hmm. is, the better it holds, but it can, it can be a, like, for me, it's like the tips of it get, can get like mm-hmm. a little wilty. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I agree. They're the same thing. Another one that I love too, Shan, is Monarda, which is bee balm. It's a perennial, yes. full sun, it spreads, it's the same thing, sort of by rhizome. But I really love it for the, you can use it for the foliage and the same with Cosmo foliage. So if you've got like really tall Cosmos that haven't bloomed yet yeah. and, you know, you're kind of looking for something that could be, you know, is unique to something, you can kind of go in and cut, hack that back and use it too. So those are some kind of unique ones. Yeah. I feel like the greens on Cosmos might be the best thing about yeah. Cosmos. <laughs> yeah. Cosmos. They're a... They're pretty... I just... Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> their base life is crap. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate picking them. I honestly... I barely even pick them. so funny. We should do a, an entire episode on just trashing flowers. Like, we should go through, like, each season and pick, like, our least favorite and then just trash them. I feel like it'd make us feel... It's yeah. sort of like a therapeutic thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cosmos are so pretty. I mean, I really want to love them, but... The foliage is so cute and unique. It kind of has like, I don't know, like that asparagus fern type, like, mm-hmm. like um, habit to it. That's kind of fun. And it's, it's beautiful. That's definitely a good one. Yeah. So new for me this year is Plectranthus Silver Shield. And you've grown it in the past. Yes. And. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I'm liking it. I think it, mine's pretty tall right now and I've I used it. It did yeah. get a little wilty, but I think it's because I didn't, I didn't, I shouldn't have harvested it as soon as I did. Yeah. It needs to be a little bit more mature. Okay. Yeah. But I like that one. Yeah. I'm ready to ditch Dusty Miller and just, it's like the, to me, it's like the better version of Dusty Miller and I like Dusty Miller. It's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Silver Shield, oh, it's so pretty. It's like, it's like lamb's ear, but prettier and way less wilty and a lot taller. It's just less floppy. So it's pretty. Yeah, no, I agree. The I think the trick with Dusty Miller is to get this like 
max stem length on it is fall planting and then overwintering it. But I do think that requires a high tunnel or, or some sort of low tunnel yes. in ours. Otherwise, I've, I've planted it out my first year and it was like, I couldn't even use it in a mason yeah. jar. Um, but yeah, I think just fall yeah. planting and it really gets that like established. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. The Okay. This is a new one for me this year and I'm so excited to cut it, which is the hibiscus mahogany splendor. Mm-hmm. So pretty. Yeah. Um, we have like a, a little patch that we're growing and it is like, wow, it's so pretty. Um, I can't wait to use it. So it's like, it's just getting tall, tallish um, now. So it, it, that, that's beautiful. You've grown that for a couple of years. Yeah. I've, I've, I think since like year two, but it is one too that you need okay. to have. I think that when we're like talking about these, we keep echoing the same thing where it's like, oh yeah, the stem needs to be a little more mature, you know? So I think that's what makes some of these a little like iffy, you know, where you're just like, you can't use it right off the bat. You kind of have to wait for it. So, um, you know, there's, there is sort of with greenery, this like just knowing those particulars about it. And with hibiscus mahogany splendor, that is one of them. Um, so, you know, it, will get kind of wilty, but man, once those stems are sturdy, you can hack on that thing all the, all the time. Mm-hmm. Just keep, you know, keep cutting on it. And you yeah. can use those softer foliage um, ones, but they would really need to be like in a mason jar and, you know, not kind of out where, yeah. you know, so it's just shorter stuff. So I'm really excited for that one. Talking about, okay, this one, my, you know, I, I, hate, I hate playing favorites, but I do have a few favorites. Um, and one of my one of my favorites in the summer is Senadranium. We grow a we grow a good amount of it. Do you have some in your high tunnel, Lindsay? No, I'm team no scented geranium. No. <laughs> oh, no. I love it. That's one of my favorites. I know. It's just <laughs> I I think we grew it. We grew it really well last year, but I just didn't use yeah. it. So I realized like so we have a shrink sheet that everything that gets pitched, yeah. you know, that we keep track of. And it just really went to waste. And I think that I had so much excess of other stuff I was using that I was like, I, it was also yeah. this scramble to try to find it. Plugs were hard to get. And I'm like, man, I don't yes. think so. And yeah. I, I know it's wonderful for wedding work. And I just, because I got out of full service wedding, yeah. I shifted sort of what I was growing this year. And that was one that didn't make the cut. So yeah, I mean, we only kind of grew. We only grow one. We only grow apricot now, and like even now, we planted in our high tunnel in the early spring, and it's just now getting tall enough where we can start cutting it. Um, I love it. I actually have like one customer who's like crazy about it. Every year, she like, you know, every couple of weeks, she buys just a bunch of <laughs> the cemetery. Yeah, that's fun. Which I think is so funny because I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's it's not like I mean the scent is beautiful. It's not like it's impressive looking. I don't know. It's not like spectacular, but it is for us. It's like a really good hearty green. It's and I love I love things that make in our bouquets that make people be like, what is that? And every time um, when we have cinnadranium in the bouquets, that people are just like even walking by, they're like, oh my gosh, what is that? smell and it's always like in a good way mm-hmm. you know so um i i do i love cenadranium we order so you can order the plugs or you can take cuttings um we order plugs and then take cuttings from those plugs and then plant them out so that's kind of what we do i really do think it needs a high tunnel so in order to get tall enough mm-hmm. so that has been something i've kind of found but cenadranium 
One that I just thought of, I didn't that we didn't put on this list is um, that I've grown in the past is lemon verbena, which would have been in that herb category. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's one that like once it gets going and it's later, it's one that like you said, people are just, what is that in that bouquet? It smells amazing. Um, so yeah, I don't. You kind of convincing me. Maybe I want to try it again, but I'll probably regret it. <laughs> yes, not try it. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't try it. <laughs> oh. Oh, but I know. I mean, I really do think like, I, I know that we say oh, like, oh, we hate it, but it's really, I mean, it's been like years of, you know, refining these things. And some of it's like, what, what can you sell? Like what works good for your customers? How much do you want to work effort? Do you want to put into it? So it does take like a lot of some experience and just some, you know, time, you know, seeing if it wilts or how does it, how do your customers love it? You know, it has like a lot of variables as to what go into what greeneries that you use. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's fun to kind of develop these opinions over time. Yeah, for sure. So do you grow euphorbia? Is that one that you grow? Yeah, I haven't grown it in a couple of years. I actually, the funny thing is like, I apologize to anyone who I've confused over the past two to three years because I actually called euphorbia mountain mint. <laughs> <laughs> In photos and stuff, and someone asked me because <laughs> that's what I thought it was. I, I was just kidding. <laughs> well, it's got mountain so, in the yeah, name, snow on the mountain. It, I just called it mountain. Mint. <laughs> yeah, snow on the mountain. Mount. Yes, so mint. I think that's what. Yeah, that's what got mint has a square stem. There you go. That'll help you. True mint has a square stem. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And okay. Yeah. I okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Euphorbia has like that sap, like that milky. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. Mm -hmm. And we always grew ours in the high tunnel. So I think it does need that like extra protection. Otherwise, I think the weather would just kind of beat it down mm -hmm. kind of because it's just, I don't know, it's kind of frilly, right? Soft. Yeah. You know. It's wilt. It wilts yeah. easy. I use it mostly for my florists yeah. really like it, but I don't put it in the U-Pick because of that skin no. irritation. I don't do, yeah. um, AMI or any of those in there too. Cause I don't, I don't want that, you know, liability, but yeah. we do just a little yeah. tiny bit of it. <laughs> um, I like it for sometimes for wedding yeah. work. And I, I, like I said, our florists really do like to use yes. that. Um, so cutting it when the way that those where it flowers and then the stem sort of stretches. So if it gets too far, like where the flower is from the base, um, as it starts to stretch, it's going to, it's always going to look wilty. So catching it when it's at the right stage so that, you know, how the, uh, like, and then the anemone have the collar from the flower. So it sort of does the same thing. If you look at that yes. as more, the more it stretches, the wiltier it's going to be. So, and it's one, two, you have to kind of harvest early, but it will, if you catch it at the right stage, it will hold in a vase for well over a week. Yeah. I feel like when you need it, and you have it, there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. So you don't need like a ton of it, but I really do feel like it, 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 it when you do use it, it's just, it's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I would say that one is a good one to grow. Where I have it in our, in our landscape is actually direct seeds itself. Like it kind of sprinkles around a little bit, like you were talking oh. about with the boot plurum earlier. And yeah. um, it's, uh, so I don't intentionally plant it. It just sort of comes up. Yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have one on here, Lynn's apple of Peru. Yeah. So what is that? <laughs> if anybody follows never heard of Florette, they probably know it. It's just sort of this, um, it gets a little, oh, yeah. uh, it's too wild looking for me. 
you know, so I, I like to have a mm-hmm. refined look to my bouquet in a way. And this is just a real branchy. Yeah. Um, it gets a, around like, I don't know, kind of like a lantern ish look to it. Um, oh. it can get tall, but oh, I did you look I, it up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's okay. Yeah. I don't grow it. I just put it on the list because I know it's yeah. one that some people use. And I think it grows mm-hmm. well, you know, in the Pacific Northwest area, but it's not one that I've ever grown because it's just too mm-hmm. wild for me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is unique. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I know you, you have been talking to me about Calamagrostis. Cal- mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, and I... I know I need to grow it. You do. It's I can never say it enough or remember it. Okay, so I the common name is feather. I think it's feather reed grass, feather reed grass. But okay. you've got they have several different kinds. They have one that's called Carl Forrester, which you don't want. This one is Calamagrostis okay. brachytrica. So B R A C H Y T R I C A brachytrica. I know, right? You're getting a Latin lesson. You just sound fancy as shit saying it. Yes, so, um, it is a summer blooming <laughs> grass. So it's not technically, you know, in this greenery Ooh. category, but I'm on my life's mission to get every flower farmer to grow this because it is just beautiful. It has this like light purple color. Yeah. It's an upright clump grass, so it doesn't get this like massive like the um, panicums do or the miscanthus where they're like five feet wide. Yes. It has a really small footprint. So it's about two and a half feet wide and it gets about four feet tall and it blooms in a time that, you know, you kind of, it's just transitioning into fall, but you really want some of that like summery grass, you know what I'm saying? So it's just beautiful. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and it produces a ton and it dries amazing. Okay. So yeah. And I like it. Um, I, okay. I kind of include my grasses in that like greenery category. Cause it's kind of a, yeah. a one-off, but yeah, you definitely need to grow this. Okay. I, I will now. I, I really will. And speaking of grasses, um, we don't have it on our list, but for, I mean, frost explosion. Do you, you yeah, know that on your farm, I do. You? Yep. It's so pretty. So we grow we grow a lot of that in our book and put it in our bouquets. It's another. It's just like a extra sparkly, you know, component in the bouquets, and our customers love it. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy grower. Yeah, yeah, I like that one too. All right. Okay. So you want to hit our summer faves? Do you want to? Do you have a summer? If yeah. you had a favorite okay. off of that Ooh. list? Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, hmm. If. I, okay, I'm splitting mine into two favorites, one field-grown and one high-tunnel. Okay. I would say my field-grown would be thornless blackberry and raspberry foliage. Those are my all-time faves. I love them. Cut off of them constantly. They are just a workhorse. And then I'm going to say my high-tunnel fave is my favorite scented geranium, apricot. Just just the bomb, the bomb. I love it so much. So those are my two. Okay. Well, I would say... Obviously, I my calamagrosis, but if we're talking like true greenery, right? Um, I would say mountain mint because yeah. it produces so much. Okay. I don't have to replant it. It's hardy in the winter here, and it's just it actually. So when we are cutting on it, we'll get a second flush out of it at the end of the season. So it'll be smaller, but so we can even oh get goodness. a second cutting on it. And I just yeah, I just love it. It's great for the honeybees. So I would say that's my my summer win of greenery. And we don't have as much for the love fall, it. right? We just kind of have it. a smaller, smaller yeah. list for fall greenery because I think a lot of this summer stuff transitions pretty easily. Um, you know, you can yes. still cut on into yeah. the fall. But I would I would add, 
if we're going to talk about true fall things that don't kind of pop, they kind of hit more into the like mm-hmm. grasses and like berries category. So um, yeah, we have Calicarpa on the list, which is beauty berry. Do you use that in bouquets or just yeah. wedding work? Well, yeah, mostly wedding work. Um, we are just now growing it. So I'm hoping to do more of it. Um, I would say mostly just wedding work yeah. at this point. Yeah, I saw it. I just, I've seen it. That's what I do. I've never used it for a bouquet, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to try trial it and see how, because it's a color that you just cannot get in anything. It's just yes. like electric purple. Yes, very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, we'll have to swing back around on that one because I do love it, but I feel like it hasn't gotten tall enough. I don't know. I think that the jury's still out, but it's one of those things that's just irreplaceable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The color is pretty cool. And it will kind of walk around if you give it a space mm-hmm. and you're growing it, not in plastic, um, it drops seed and it yeah. will sort of like spread and take oh. over. And it's one that you can cut clear back, you know, 12, 14 inches tall in the fall or late, late spring or early spring. And it still reflushes. So it blooms on new growth. And, um, it does, if you do wedding work, even just one of them, you know, picking them up at a landscape center or something like that, you could, you can do a ton. It's just really fun. Um, so yeah, we'll have to trial that with coming back with, uh, it holds up in a bouquet, but yeah. What about viburnum? Cause that's another one on our list. Do you have a lot of viburnum? We have maybe 10, 10 to 15. We have blue muffin. Um, and then another one, which I cannot remember what the variety is. It would be whatever the pollinator is with blue muffin, but it, it's beautiful. So we cut that like kind of all year. I mean, spring and then berries. So, I mean, we, we cut all, viburnum is a great one. So I think that's like a really good woody add mm-hmm. to the list. Yeah, I agree. I like that one too. And you do, um, you have smoke bush too. I know we kind of, we skipped over that one. You. Yes. yes. Yeah. I love smoke bush. Um, we, I cannot think of the name of it. Um, I will get the name, but we grow it. It is so beautiful, especially in the fall, like fall weddings. I use it a ton. I think if you have like a really like cool bride who likes like texture and that kind of stuff, like the fronds on the smoke bush are so cool. I love them. And so I, we really use the full, we primarily use the foliage off the shrub and we use it a lot. It holds up great, has like this like burgundy, it's almost like iridescent kind of quality to it. Um, that's so pretty and unique. And I, I love smokebush. It's a great landscape, um, shrub too. So we use smokebush a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't, it's the one I don't have. I have, I use that, that color kind of for, um, with nine bark. So I kind of use that as my, yes as that color palette yes. to kind of pull in. So, all right. That's yeah. a whole lot of greenery. Right. You should be n- oh. not. I know. I feel a little tired after that. Um, plus, <laughs> so if um, we will have this on our website. So if you're on our email list, you are going to get yeah. this the week that this drops, you will get this full list. We'll have some notes on there too, where, um, which ones we do succession planting with and uh, perennials. I'll even make some notes on there with the shade option. So like which ones appreciate some yeah, shade, perfect. which ones like a high tunnel. So you'll get that full list. So if you are not on our email list, uh, jump over to the dirt and it'll be our um, welcome. So we've got a different lead magnet in there right now to get you with our 10 things that we wish we knew in year one. So it'll switch um, over to this for that, for this episode. So jump over there to get that. And 
Anything else? Did we hit anything, miss anything, Shan? No, I mean, I really do. You know, I always wanted this podcast to be something that I felt I needed when I first started. And I think we really went through it. I think this was a lot of good info. And I hope um, you all take this and try to figure out how you can add in a couple of these new ones and try them out for yourself. Yeah, for sure. So Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. Uh, If you are listening and you have not hit the subscribe button, stop right now, assuming you're not driving, and hit the follow pay hit the tap the follow to subscribe to the uh, to the podcast. And we talked a lot of uh, greenery today. It was kind of you know hit on quite a few things. So don't forget to head over to our website where you can get that list sent straight to your inbox. And last but not least, head over to our Instagram at Dirt on Flowers. Drop us a comment, a message. We seriously love hearing from you. Uh, so many of you have just dropped us personal messages, uh, sent us notes. You guys are participating so well in our Spill the Dirt Q and A series that we're doing on Sundays, and it's it's been very heartwarming for us. So keep it up. We seriously appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for joining us for another episode. And we'll see you same time, same place next week.